around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life-changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Hello, everyone, and welcome today to Terry Mize Ministries Podcast. We're so grateful you have taken the time out of your busy activities to join us, and we are going to be sharing with you some wonderful things from the Word of God that, as the Bible says, I believe, will wash your feet with the Word of God. So you can tune in to us, call your friends and neighbors, text a soul or two out there, and tell them to tune in to terrymize.com, and they can listen to the broadcast with us live right here today in the ministry. So uh, we're here to talk to you about some things that I hope will be a blessing to you. Darling, you want to share with them first? Well, yeah, and also uh, just for those that are not familiar with podcasts, it's not just today. It's not just a, uh, we're live right now, but then it'll be up all week. Uh, and so they can they can go to it and terrymize.com exactly. and pick it up and listen to it any time of the day or night they want to. And they can also go back into the archives and get uh, uh, past uh, podcasts. We've been doing this maybe, what, about three months now, I yes. suppose. We're mm-hmm. putting up a fresh one every Wednesday. And so for people that are familiar, this is an old hat with them. People that aren't familiar need to know that they can go get the archives and, That's and right. as well as today's broadcast anytime they want to and listen to it. I was just thinking about, too, some of the things that we've taught on that might be helpful to you. We did several weeks of Psalm 91, oh, yeah. which yeah, is extremely yeah. important. And I'm on every parent that I come in contact with, and especially our families and children, uh, to tell your kids, help them memorize Psalm 91. Absolutely. And get it into the hearts of your family and children, because in the days ahead and where we live right now, you never know who's going to try to walk up to your front door. Of course not. <laughs> and uh, you just don't know what's out there in life. And 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 it seems that evil walks around with us about the same as, as good does. So we need to be aware and, and awake sure. and discerning. Well, you know, in, uh, between Christmas and New Year's, uh, we, you and I took three of our uh, grandsons that's right. and uh, went deer hunting down in South yeah. Texas <laughs> and uh, we talked to them about Psalms 91 that's about right. memorizing that's the right. different aspects of right. it and so right. on and so forth and uh, how to use it and why to use it. You know, the Bible's not just a book to read that's right. but it's a, it's a book of laws and principles that's right. That you use like a weapon or like a tool. It is. And, and whenever you have a, you know, you, you, as a mechanic, I mean, if I open the hood of a car and need to change the spark plugs, right. a spark plugs are really funny shaped uh, device, mm-hmm. and you can't just use a pair of pliers on it, a pair no. of pliers on it, right. or you can't just use a normal wrench on it. Right. Uh, you need a spark plug wrench. <laughs> and if you have That's a right. spark plug wrench, man, you can just pop that spark plug wrench on top of that spark plug and just give it a turn and take it out and put a new one in and That's go on right. about your business. But if you're right. trying to get that thing out with a screwdriver, are you trying to get out with a hammer? Are you trying to get out with a with a monkey wrench? Right. It, it's just not going to work for you. And that's no. the way the Word of God is. You need to approach the Word of God that this is a toolbox. It is. And, and when I've got a problem, you know, problem X, Y, Z, then yeah. I'm going to go through this toolbox over here, the Word right. of God, and find the wrench that works with that situation. And there's scriptures, you know, what you're talking about, a tool. There are scriptures for every scenario of life. There, of are, There's there are. a tool or a scripture for your marriage. There's a scripture. Several of them. Or scripture in there for your healing and your sure. health, for raising your children. There's all of these scriptures. Are meant there. It's like a handbook. It's like a toolbox. Uh, it, it gives you the advantage. It's almost like, you know, if there was another name we'd put on, it's like handbook, a life handbook for dummies. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> you know, so that if this is how you do it God's way. If you want to live high, do it this way. If you want to live low, do it on your own. Well, absolutely. Like you said, you know, there's so many scriptures in there, and you go, you go, 
the, for the problem you have, you go find the tool that you need, That's the right. scripture that you need, whether it's on finances or like you said, on marriage or on your children or on right. your eyes or on your teeth or on your bones or on it, your blood. It gets There's so specific. There's all kinds of scriptures about yeah. whatever it is. There's 66 books yeah. <laughs> in the Bible that tells us how to live on planet Earth. Well, I've looked in your in your fish and tackle boxes, and you've got all kinds of fish and tackle for different kinds of well, fish. Absolutely. Salt water, absolutely. fresh water would be like Old Testament, New sure, Testament. Big fish, little fish. <laughs> big fish, little fish. Well, you know, there's an old saying right. that, that I don't know where it started, but it's just an old colloquialism, an old saying where everybody says, well, you better be loaded for bear. Right. Well, what does that mean? It, it means if you're going bear hunting, you better have your gun, the right gun, and you better have it loaded for bear. Right. You don't want to take a little old twenty-two out there hunting for bear. Well, that's you're going, the truth. If you're going hunting for rabbits, you can take a twenty-two. But if you're going hunting for bear, you better get you a gun and a shell that'll get the job done. That's right. And so that's the way it is with the Word of God. You go find the tool, the shell, the the Word, right. the, the Scripture, the promise, the answer to whatever your problem is. Well, Hosea 14.2, I know we've both used this Scripture before in the past. And when we found that Scripture and heard someone quote it, it says, When you go before the Lord, mm-hmm. take, take with, with you words. words. And so the most obvious words, if I were going before the king of a country or the king of the universe or the Lord God Almighty, you'd want to take whatever words that person had said that you could that you could uh, wheel and deal with them on, yeah, but you said. That's exactly right. And so when you find out what the Bible says, it gives us that real enthusiastic act of faith, leap of faith, as some would say, to say, Father. Your word says, that's right, that's right. <laughs> and then you can say it in the earth. And I believe in my heart, God, because you said that, and you said I could have it, and you said I have dominion, that I can have this verse. So in Jesus' name, Absolutely. and then yeah, we you're take not just off. making this up. No, you're it's what not. we talked about on last week's podcast. We we said said that you know we're not just making this stuff up, but God has already decreed these things. That's right. So you find out what God has already said yes. and what God's will is already, right. Right. and then you go take that with you. And use it as a weapon or a tool. Right. Use it a weapon against the devil and a tool to work with God, and uh, and it'll work for you. That that's the that's whole it. basis of making faith work. That's and the whole basis of making the Word of God work for you. That's the act of faith is taking what exactly what you said, take what God has said, and you say it before Him, before Earth, yourself, and Hell, and you say, "This is what I'm going to have. I'm not going to have what it looks like out here, especially if it's negative. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm going to have." What the Word of God says. Let me give you a good example of that. Mark chapter 4, starting at verse 35. This is a very familiar scripture to everybody. We all know these. We all know this story. Uh, but it started in verse 35 of Mark 4. It says, And the same day when the even was come, he, he being Jesus, he saith unto them, Let us pass over to the other side. Now, that's the Word of God right there. Let us pass over to the other side. Exactly. That's the purpose of God. That's the will of God. That's the plan of God. That's the word of God. That's the decree of God. That is what God thought, and that is what God said. That was God's heart. That was his plan. That was his desire. There, there's no there's no gray area in there. There's no mistake in any of that. What did Jesus want to do? He wanted to pass over to the other side. That's he right. wanted to get in the boat and go from this side of the sea to that side of the sea. He That's made right. it very clear, very plain. Let us pass over to the other side. Now they had the word. That's the word. That's it. That's the promise. And it's and let me let me show you folks just exactly how to do this. You get a bill in the mail. You open up that bill. <laughs> that bill is shocking at what you're supposed to pay. The first thing that ought to come out of your thinking process as you look at it is what does God say? Exactly. 
And so whenever he said that, let us pass over to the other side. Verse 36 says, uh, when they sent away the, uh, the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And we could preach a lot about taking Jesus just as he is, just you know, <laughs> because the church today doesn't want Jesus no, just like he they, is. They, they want to clean him idea. up. Yeah. You know, they want to yeah, shave him and pretty idea. him up and they mm-hmm. want him to be uh, cool and relevant and funky. And yeah, what you God know, really meant. Yeah, here. <laughs> they want to tell you what God really meant. And Jesus has to be. No, 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 no. They no. took him just like he was. and We need to take him just like he is. Anyway, yeah, they took right. him just as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so it was now full. Now, this isn't an imaginary danger. This is a serious danger. I mean, the ship is full of water. That's bad. Now, I've been on a few oceans in my day and a few lakes and rivers in my day, and you don't want the boat full of water. No. And so uh, he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose, he got up, he woke up, he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, he actually spoke to the sea and to the wind, and he said, peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And then he makes this statement to him. He said, why are you so fearful or so full of fear? Fear. Fearful. Why are you so fearful? How is it you have no No faith? faith? See, if you're fearful, right. you'll be empty on faith. If your fear tank is full, your faith tank will be empty. That's they can't exactly both be right. full at the same That's time. Right. In fact, they work on a reciprocal. If, your fear, if you're running high on fear, you'll be running low on faith. If you're running high on faith, you'll be running low on fear. And he made that distinction here and said, how is it? How is that even possible? You guys have been with me for all this time. You've seen mm-hmm. all the miracles. You've right. done all these things with me. <laughs> and, and now you're full of fear. He said, how is it? How is that possible? Right. How is it? You are so fearful, and how is it that you have zero faith? Now, in, in, in Luke's gospel, chapter 8 and verse 15, when, when, when Luke tells us this same story, mm-hmm. he records it like this. Jesus said, where is your faith? Right. Where is your faith? Why didn't you leave me asleep? Why didn't you do this? I didn't need to, I didn't, you didn't need to wake me up for this. You could have handled this yourself. Where is your faith? Yeah, exactly. And it says then, verse 41, and they feared exceedingly and said one to another, what manner of man is this that even the wind and the waves obey. obey him? Now, I said all that to say this. Though the disciples simply forgot three things. Whenever they got in this situation, they got in danger, they got in a crisis, the storms come, the problems come, the sicknesses come, the, the devils come, the, whatever it is, has come. They got in a crisis, and when they did, they forgot three things. They forgot his promise, they forgot his presence, and they forgot his power. Mm. Three simple That's things. Really good. The disciples forgot his promise. Really good. They forgot his presence and they forgot his power. Now, whenever they, they had the promise. Right. What was the promise? Let us pass over to the other side. Right. He didn't say let's pass over halfway and sink. No, he didn't say, not. let's go halfway out and try and come back. Right. He didn't say, let's pass over if the if the storm doesn't come up. Let's pass over if the devil doesn't care. Let's pass over, as my grandparents used to say, if the creek don't rise. You know, they used to say, if the creek don't rise and the devil don't care, right. well, you know, we don't care if the devil doesn't care, <laughs> and we don't even care if the creek rises. That's not what Jesus said. He no, said, right. bottom line, the word of God, the promise of God is let us Let's pass, pass over, over to the other side. Now, on that alone, right. they should have been able to relax 
and say, I know this looks bad. I know the wind's up. I know the waves are up. I know there's even water in the boat. But he said, let us pass over the other side. That means we are going to pass over to the other side. That doesn't mean that we're going to sink, that we're going to drown, that we're going to die. It means let us pass over to the other side. We have the promise of God. And you know, Christians today, listen to me, Christians every Sunday sitting in their church with their Bible in their lap, they have the promise. Right. They have all those promises, Renee. They have the promises on healing, the promises on uh, finances, uh, the promises on their marriage, the promises on their on their children, the promises on their, their uh, everything they do. They've right. got the promises, but they forget his promise. Well, and that you and I both have taught so much on Psalm 78 that the children of Israel went into battle and they forgot the promises of God. Oh, yeah. And then the church, as you were talking about, Christians sitting in church every Sunday holding their Bible, they haven't taken the time to invest in their own soul the promises of God so they don't even know them. So you've got ignorance, and then you've got uh, forgetfulness and disobedience to people that do know well, the Word of God. And then you've got the people just like these guys that do do have the Word of God right. and know they have the Word of God, but, but, but the crisis came up, so right. they got scared and forgot it. And they, they either forget it or they don't know it. And the second thing they forgot was his presence. Right. If they had just stopped in a minute to think about this, they'd have said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait right. a minute. <laughs> Jesus is in the boat. Yeah, well, there were... If he's in the boat, we're not going to drown. If he's in the boat, the boat's not going to sink. If he's here, That's right. we're, he's not going to let us kill him. You'd think at least one out of the 12 would have thought You know, so. whenever, whenever I first started to learn to fly, when I was taking pilot's lessons way back in the 70s, and uh, I must have been about 24, 25 years old, I guess. And, and uh, uh, they have a maneuver whenever, whenever they're training you to fly. They actually put a thing over your head called a hood. Mm-hmm. And, and this hood is more like a big, long welder's visor. Oh my. It's not like a hood where you put a bag over your head. Right, but it is, right. you, put this, you put this big, big visor over your head to where you cannot see in front of you. You can see down. You can see your, your knees but you can't see out the windshield. You can't see see anything. And so uh, uh, you can raise your head just a little bit, and you can see the instruments. But there's no way you can raise your head up enough to see outside. Well, whenever they're training you to fly, they put this hood on you, and then the instructor who's sitting in the other seat, he puts the airplane in all kind of crazy, crazy positions. And they mm-hmm. call it, in aviation, they call it unusual attitudes. Oh. Well, they're unusual attitudes, all right, because an airplane's not supposed to be in the condition that <laughs> right, they put it right, in. Right. But I mean, they 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 make you go up and down and around and sideways, and they dive and they climb and they turn hard right and turn hard left, and and pretty soon your inner ear is just going crazy because you can't see anything. Right, you can't see the horizon. There's no basis for you to have any visual stability whatsoever. All you're going is by your feelings, and your feelings at this point are crazy. You literally don't know if you're up, down, sideways, wow. climbing, diving. You just don't know. Well, wow. And then whenever they get the plane all goofed up like that, and, and you're totally confused, then the, then the instructor takes his hands off the wheel, and he says, you got it. And oh whenever my. he says, you got it, your job is to raise your head enough that you can see the instruments and, and, and make a split-second decision of what the plane's doing. What attitude is the plane in? Is it climbing? Is it diving? Is it turning right? Is it turning left? Is it wings level? What position is the plane in? My and goodness. then you fix it. You immediately fix it based on those instruments alone. Right. And, and, and even though your body's screaming at you, 
telling you, we're diving, we're diving, pull up, or we're going to die. The instrument says you're not, so you have to believe the instrument. Exactly. Or it says, we're climbing, we're climbing, you better shove the plane down, shove the nose down, right. you're going to stall out. But you look at the instrument, it says, nope, you're not. So you have to override your feelings exactly. that are screaming at you, exactly. and you have to make the plane do what the instruments say, right. not what you feel like. Well, well t- t- to say it scared me would be an understatement. That's, <laughs> that's so. the point of the exercise. My goodness. You're confused. You're sweating. You're hot. You're, 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 you're under pressure. You're under panic. And you're just thinking, dear God, I've got to get this thing and get it fixed or I'm going to kill, kill myself. Well, after about the third time my instructor did that with me, mm-hmm. one day it just hit my lightning fast brain. And I said, wait a minute. He's in here with me. Right. He's not going to let me kill him. It doesn't matter how much he likes me or how much he likes his job. No, he's not going to let to me know. kill him. Right. Exactly. So, it, Renee, it literally ministered such peace to me. I just I just quit tensing up. Right. I just sit back in the seat and relax. Mm-hmm. And then I just sit there with my arms folded and he'd get the plane in crazy, unusual attitudes. And then he'd say, you got it. And just very calmly, I'd look up at the instruments and I'd take the, I'd take the wheel and I'd put the plane the way it's supposed to be right. and just, just did it perfect. But it was all because it dawned on me, right. he's in the plane, plane with, with me, me and he knows what he's doing right. and he can see and he's an expert and he's not going to let me kill him. That's such well, a see, good if those example. disciples had said, wait a minute. Yeah, the boss is in the boat with us. He's not going to let us kill him. He's not going to drown out my, here. My, my. But they forgot his presence. That's exactly and right. And see, people today, Christians everywhere, have got the presence of God. Jesus said, "I and my Father will live in right. you. We'll make our abode in you. We'll walk in you. We'll be in you. Right. We're your God. You're our people. Right. And if we just stop every now and then and say, "Hey, wait a minute, the Lord's in me." Well, in the gr- I'm you the know, temple. Just... I'm the temple of the Holy Ghost. The, te- right, the Holy right, Ghost is right, in me. Right. And it's that God inside conscious that we that we've learned, you know, like you said, it's a learned behavior. Right. You had to learn it. And it's learning that the greater one is on the inside of you and that the greater one has the ability to take the wheel and Absolutely. be able to show you and instruct you. That's such a good example. And real quickly before we run out of time, the third thing they forgot is his mm-hmm. power. Right. He's the God of the universe. Yes, yes, yes. He's the master Almighty. of the wind. Yeah. <laughs> He's the maker of the sea. That's right. He's the one that Genesis said held the, right. in the, the waters in the hollow of his hands and <laughs> yeah. measured out the Atlantic Ocean and the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. And he measured out the Himalayan mountains and the Andes mountains and said, let me, let me balance this out just right. And let me, let me put these mountains here and these mountains here so the earth will yeah, balance. That's I mean, Isaiah, he's, what, 41, he's God. Two, something like that. Yeah, and we he is. forget his power. And that's what they forgot, that the master of yeah, the wind, the maker of the seas, is, is, the, is the guy that's in the boat with you. He's in us. As Christians today, we've got the promise, yeah. we've got his presence, and we've got his power. But if we get in a crisis and get fearful and have no faith, right. then we get in trouble. So I just say today, don't forget his promise. Right. Don't, don't forget, forget his, his presence, presence and don't forget his power. Great, great power. You know, that very last verse there that you mentioned, I I always try to imagine the exasperation and the tone of Jesus' voice, you know, saying, oh, yeah. why did you doubt, you know? Exactly. And, and then... And How then, is it? Yeah. How <laughs> is it you have no faith? <laughs> and then at the very end, they're all exasperated saying... 
well, who then is this that can even the wind and the sea obey him? You know, that had well, to yeah, have been. They came a, out of fear into, into, into that cause, yeah. him fearing exceedingly. Exceedingly. That means without measure. I mean, when, once he did that, they it's, got scared even more than they were. <laughs> and they you said, couldn't even, measure, we didn't, couldn't even we, measure their fear. Yeah, we didn't even miss. We didn't miss this just a little bit. We missed this all oh, the yeah. way around. Oh, yeah. And and that the whole Bible has been written for us. But as you know examples. what? They didn't miss it again. No, they didn't miss it again. And and it's it's so wonderful to know that God can recover even the weakest of conscience, the weakest and most frail of of faith uh, atmosphere in the brain that. We're in, you know, Romans chapter 12 says that we can, uh, you know, you, you hear Paul's voice in there saying, brethren, I beseech you by the mercies of oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can hear their do voice not conform yourself to the way this world thinks, but renew your mind to the word of God, because God's given you the measure of faith to help get you started Absolutely. so you can think like God, talk like God and act like Absolutely. God, like you've taught before. Absolutely. So we wanted to leave you with these great things today from the word of God and just give you some personal experience and things that we've learned along the way, because we do want to emphasize to you, this is not a religion. Christianity is not a religion. It's a learned behavior from a hard experience that you take and you study the Bible, you spend time with it in relationship, and you realize that in fellowship with God through His Word, that your heart, your soul, your life, your body, your whole family and life begins to change because you begin to create out of the words of your own mouth the atmosphere that you want to live in. And so that's Amen. what we're talking about, Amen. you know. Well, we, we want to encourage Yeah, let's you. wrap this up. Yeah. Just to remind them again, it's terrymines.com. Me- Every Wednesday we're putting a new podcast, podcast up. up. We're excited new. about doing it. We're, we're happy to <laughs> minister to you. That's you can right. go back in the archives and get the old ones. And that's then, right. too, you can contact our office, contact terrymines.com right. or terrymines.org or call on the landline or however you want to reach us to order uh, books. That's uh, it. That's CDs, right. CDs. CD series. Uh, anything we can help you with, it's all available on the web. It's all available at our office. And so uh, we're, we're, we're just, all we want to do is help people. We found, Terry and I, or he found, a, a, even on YouTube the other day, a young woman giving a, a testimony about how Jackie's book on supernatural childbirth had helped her and how she was telling all of her people that are following her on her little website how to get that book. So oh, we're just so happy about that. So we love you. We're grateful for you listening today, and we pray it'll bring great fruit into your life. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. You've been listening to a Mize Missions podcast. For all the latest updates to our global projects, speaking engagements, and social media, visit us at terrymize.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at terrymize.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.